This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning. Happy Friday, 502 here on The Fan. And for the final time this summer, you've got Fleelo on The Fan. That, of course, would be myself, Chris Lepresti, and Mike Fliegelman. And we are back uh, together after we did Monday. A little bookend situation for us. I'm back from a couple days down the Jersey Shore, as they like to say. So good to be here for what is really my summer swan song. I guess Fleegs as well, as, of course, Labor Day weekend is upon us. And then when we get back to Tuesday, as we like to say around these parts, Radio New Year. And uh, pretty much I won't see you uh, on these parts of the airwaves until, uh, I don't know, Rutgers basketball, November sometime. Not sure about Fleegs himself. But good morning, Mike. How are you, pal? Good morning, CeeLo. It's good to see you. Hope you enjoyed your family time down by ah, the beach. Enjoy is a, is a relative term for anyone with young kids. But, uh, yeah, good to get away for a couple of days and uh, squeeze in some family time. They're down there for the entire week, so I didn't feel as bad or guilty missing the entire week like I did last year. So, uh Appreciate Peter stepping in the last couple of days. So shot down there uh, early on Tuesday and came back last night. Little TV work, and now here we are. And I've got the uh, Stars and Stripes shirt on for the final time this summer. Last time I wore this on a feel-good Friday, Boomer and uh, Jerry had me stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance live on the air. So we'll see what happens today with uh, Recco and Joe B coming up at the top of the hour. So I know Joe's been in the last couple of days. I have not heard or seen any of the show. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how Schwartz fared in here with you, with the fellas. So um, basically, I'm walking into, uh, you know, it's like I've been in complete darkness, Aaron Rodgers-like, for the last couple of days. Uh, so you're telling me you weren't sitting there on the beach while chasing around your no. two young sons and locked in on the app? I, I guess that's okay. Well, I'll ask you this, the first thing, and then I'll clue you in on what happened with Peter and Joe the last couple of days. <laughs> and while we will also acknowledge your uh, sons are a lot younger right now than Peter Schwartz's sons are. Yes, when you and your wife and your kids are on vacation in Ocean City together, you all sleeping in one room? Yes. Okay. This, my in-laws have a house, so it was the four of us in one room. Now, I will say this. Uh, said room had two bunk beds, one of which was a full bed on the bottom with a twin on top, and the other was a double twin. So we figured at minimum my wife and I would be able to, you know— have our own bed together with the with the other two uh, off in the in, you know in the bunk beds, but uh, yeah, that was not. The yeah, case. It probably didn't take long for one of them to yeah. decide. I'm not gonna... even take long. I mean, right. just not even like middle of the night. That's where the night began. My wife fell asleep with my youngest the first night I was there, and then um, last night, yeah, you know what? I should last night we did briefly get one of the beds to ourselves, but you're talking about the distance between the bunk beds is maybe two feet. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's not a lot of room to work with. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, I do. So the the reason uh, I ask is because maybe the biggest takeaway we had in the last couple of days, and this was with Boomer here before Joe showed okay, up. Okay, so Tuesday that was. Bo- yeah, Boomer was pretty appalled. Uh, we found out <laughs> when when Peter and his family went to Canton or near Canton for the Hall of Fame. Everybody in one hotel room, and Boomer just was not having any of it. Yeah, his kids are how old? Do you remember? 17 to 13? Yeah. I think once you get to those teenage years, unless you're like staying at some place that's like ridiculously expensive, I think you got to spring for the second yeah, they were or at the least, red roof in. Or, <laughs> well, I can't imagine there's a lot of five star resorts in Canton, Ohio. But they anyway. weren't in Canton, they were like an hour away in Independence. Wow. Okay. All right. I, I think but Peter, that- I, to be fair to Peter, he did say it was booked kind of last minute. There was just a yeah. one room available. Okay, one room. All right, fair enough. I was going to say, I think you get the the suite with the adjoining rooms. I, so again, at least I, there's a separation. We, we don't know how hard he tried for that, but right, he did right. say he booked last minute. Last the website right. said one room last available. Last room in the complex. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, but sure. no, so that, that was the big takeaway <laughs> Tuesday along um, with maybe some jet stuff that Jerry had watched on one jet's drive. And then Wednesday sure. morning, we had Hard, hard knocks, knocks and the reaction. Rogers, and then really Jihad Ward. The yeah. last two right. days, Rogers versus Ward. Well, because was, what we saw in Hard Knocks, what we saw... With Ward responding on yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Peter and I talked about yesterday, and then today we have Aaron Rodgers responding again and uh, having some pretty harsh words for John Ward. Yeah, now, again, I, not again, because I haven't said this on the air yet, but Jerry and I were talking about this on the news. Like, was Rodgers not on camera anywhere yesterday? Like, I have not seen, I have not seen or video. heard these yeah. comments. I've just I saw all, read them. You know, the beat writers all tweeting them out at the same And That's it's funny very because unusual. Joe Douglas did speak, Correct. and there was video of that. Yes, I saw Joe Douglas. But I did yep. not see, and, and Rodgers for, talked for a while. Hmm. There was the quote about him you know, saying this is like waking up from a dream. Yeah. And a lot of good, what should be good sound from Aaron Rodgers, but no, was not able to find the video anywhere. Yeah, I'm curious. And again, it's been a while since I've been on the beat, so I don't know how they do things over there from a PR standpoint and whatnot, this is a little different because it's Aaron Rodgers. And, but it's not like, I guess what I'm saying is this, you know, at some point during training camp or maybe even in the off season as well, there'd be a point in time where they'd make usually the GM available beyond just what Joe Douglas did yesterday for sort of like an extended sit down with the members of the beat. And you could, I could go in and I could attend said, you know, big session and you kind of sit down. It's a little bit more informal. So the writers could take notes and we could all tweet out the quotes or the writers could put the quotes in their stories, but they did not invite the electronic media to record the session. They would do something separate for them after the fact. So I'm wondering if they did something like that with Rogers yesterday. Not that like you would have, I would have thought maybe a little earlier on in camp. So it's more like a meet and greet with a new player or an executive to get a little bit more comfortable with the reporters. But he's been meeting with them regularly now since the start of training camp. Uh, we've seen the obviously we've seen the video, we've heard the audio of him at the the podium after after practices from training camp. So I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of is maybe they did just a like a non electronic media session, especially when they talked about it being a wide ranging interview. That would be my guess. Yeah, so we're was, just right, stuck was, with the quotes. We don't actually have the audio. Right, an opportunity for those guys to, and then their their tweets or their X's and their stories. Yeah. Uh, become the only way to get the info, but right. they, they're. There was not, not a bombshell, but something interesting, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. And Peter and I talked about this yesterday because I don't know how much if you got to see the Hard Knocks clip. I saw the clip, yeah. So we had the same reaction yesterday after Jihad Ward said what he said. And again, it, like, it wasn't this brutal hit. It was late, but it was a light shove. Nothing terrible. You understand why, you know, it, it's 
only the first time on the field against another opponent for Rodgers outside of joint practices. Who knows how many times Ward's gotten to hit somebody. It's early in the year. It's frustrating. It's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. When Ward said what he said about Rodgers and them laughing it off, like we we heard that on Hard Knocks, but Peter and I had the same thought. There's no way on the field that Jihad Ward was able to, one, tell what they were talking about at all, and two, Rodgers, like they weren't laughing it off so much as Rodgers was getting on Cobb for the penalty. Yeah. So we kind of came to the conclusion yesterday, you know, sniffing a little BS from Jihad Ward, and then Rodgers came right out and threw him under the bus and ran over it a few times, forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards. Said he basically said he's making bleep up. So that's kind of what you're Which again, alluding we, to as we well. We thought, I just, I, and I'll say this, as a Jets fan, you love everything from Aaron Rodgers since he arrived. How could you not? And I I love the way he's galvanizing this team, the way he is locked in, everything is fully committed. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Jihad Ward is definitely full of it there. <laughs> I wondered like, all right, is this is this the time to maybe just drop it? And move on. You're the Hall of Famer. It was this the time <laughs> well, to just say, all right, way. you're right. No, he, <laughs> he went the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, well, look, I'd say this. But, I mean, we can, I don't know how many days we can spend on Aaron Rodgers, Jihad Ward, and a little shove in a preseason game. I mean, I guess with the way the things have gone for the baseball teams, we can spend as much time Listen, as if we Jihad want. Ward, it, but... We're two schmucks, bet, you know, to lucky enough to be working Monday sure. on Labor Day. I want, you know, if Jihad Ward responds either today or the next couple of days, is that still going to be the story when we come back to no, the building on Monday morning? I don't think so. For, I don't, I would be very surprised if that's the case. But um, my my thought is this really kind of big picture on the Jets because we've gotten to this point now where every, every storyline you can cover, you know, everything you can possibly say about the offseason, training camp, Rodgers, the expectations, everything. And we're still, you know, what, more than a week out and we've got to deal with this waiting game now. So everything you just said, I totally agree. Got to love the way Rodgers has handled the even. I even saw uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk basically, you know, fall on the sword and talk about how in the past they had uh, sort of a contentious. I won't even call it a relationship, but they didn't necessarily get along. Or he took shots at Rodgers, blah blah blah. And he goes, Did he I give actually, it on a scale of where they were from one to lose my number, bro? No, no. But what he said was, he goes, I actually like this version of Aaron Rodgers. I'm into it. Like he seems genuinely excited about the Jets. I'm, I want to see them do well. So he's kind of, even Rodgers is not that he cares about what Mike Florio thinks, but he's won him over. So it seemingly has almost everybody won over right now. Everything is right where you want it to be. He's ready to go. Brees Hall's not on the pup list. Like everyone, you know, all the ducks are in a row pretty much. Makai Peter and I were talking about that the other day. Like Dwayne Brown, Lazard, Lawson, yeah. everybody returns to practice on the same day. As a Jets fan, you feel like, no, 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 there yeah, has to be some kind of bad news. This is what I'm this, this is kind of what I'm building to. I'm very curious to see what happens, as everybody is, but even more so, I, all of this buildup and talk, like, I want to see how they look. Out of the gate, Monday night, standalone, prime time against a really good team who just happens to be a division rival in your building. Super Bowl aspirations for both. Like, you cannot put any more emphasis and build up on this particular game season opener from a Jets Bills standpoint. And I am, I mean, they better hope that they're ready to go. Because no, as it's... you know, if they come out flat or lay an egg, Forget the guy that's going to be sitting to my left in a little while. They got while. to my right. Oh, Joe's sitting there well, and Jerry's in the oh, boomer yeah, yeah. seat? Okay, okay, fine. So the two gentlemen that'll be joining us here at the top of the hour, it will turn quickly, and it won't just be Joe. Oh, no, it'll be – I don't even say a lot of Jets. I think it'll be most – now it also depends on 
you know, how ugly of a loss it is. If yeah. it's a three-point loss, you know, they'll say, all right, there's a lot to build. And that'll be true. And Jerry's been saying all week, listen, you start 0-1. We've been talking about this with both football teams, maybe not playing the best teams they'll face all season, but for each New York team, probably their most important opponent is on the schedule in week one yeah. because it is the team they have to catch next. So your season's not over if you lose to oh, them, no, I, but no, having no, that opportunity week one, and this is the home game against them, if you're going to get them, now's the time. It's not you know, It's not so much that the season's over. It's just the, you know, we saw the honeymoon end abruptly for the Mets and with Buck and everything this year. This is a little different, but like all the roses that are being, th- and by the way, I'm taking part in it. So I'm not trying to be that anti-Jets guy here. Like I'm, I'm very much into it. I can't wait to watch it. But it will turn. It will turn quickly if they don't look prepared or ready to go. Now I have less concerns about the defense. It's more just from the offensive standpoint because I don't. We haven't. You know, we got a glimpse at it for a couple of series against the giant backups. So this is a whole different animal we're talking about here. And now I want to see Rodgers, who's been. It's been noted the last few years has gotten off to poor starts with the Packers. Hasn't taken part in the preseason. Missed out on a lot of the offseason, so on and so forth. So he took a different approach to things with the Jets outside of the preseason action, save for two series. And it, you know, we're hearing all the right things. It looks like the chemistry with Garrett Wilson is there. Like think that the offensive line questions are being answered. Von Miller's not playing for Buffalo. Like you've got. All those things in checking off at least on paper as positives, but let's let's go and see it now. Because <laughs> you don't want to have if you're the Jets, and Aaron Rodgers, you don't want to have to have him jump into the R E L A X. Well, really, at any point, but that early, and it's yeah. something that you know, Tom Brady when he went to the Bucks year one, they win the Super Bowl. I don't know if people forget that right out of the shoot, they weren't that super, you know, and that was with the goat at quarterback. Yeah. And a much more accomplished head coach in Bruce Arians than you have in Robert Sala. They weren't the world beaters lighting everything on fire right out of the gate. How about forget it didn't happen of, right forget away. out of the gate? How about wild card weekend against Taylor Heineke and the Washington right. football team? Very, I Remember mean, that I, game? They had, well, they listen. They had a couple of scares in the postseason, but even but that just was, for the sense uh, of it can take yeah. the best. And as great as this Jets talent is, I, nobody's going to put it up at least from the passing game up against what the Bucks had with Evans. And Godwin. Now the running game is, uh, you would think, a little bit better. But you know, overall, the Bucks had a high level of talent, the greatest player to ever play the position, or at least the most accomplished quarterback in history, and a coach who's done a lot more in this league than the Jets head coach. And they couldn't even figure it out right away. So it's not easy the situation the Jets are being thrust into. But I like that they're kind of taking it head on. They know, hey, this is going to be easy. Hey, we haven't actually accomplished anything yet. You know, they're confident. It sometimes sounds a little like cockiness, but then they will remind you, hey, we we believe in ourselves because we know we're good enough. And almost if you're an athlete, you've been around enough of them to know you have to think like that. But the coaching staff is reminding them you haven't, haven't, accom- haven't actually accomplished anything yet. So keep that in mind and keep working hard and keep doing everything in your power because as great as this offseason has been, you mentioned the honeymoon period, from the day the trade was made until now, it's been four months of absolute bliss and harmony. You lose week one, all of that gets thrown out the window. Yeah, and look, I, I haven't sensed you know cockiness or overconfidence from them in a, in, a, in a bad way. So I think I, I non-Jets fans, a lot of them sense it as cockiness, but for for me as a Jets fan, I think they've struck the right balance. Yeah, and to me, it's just it, this to some extent is beyond their control, but it's 
the outside attention and the expectations that are being placed on them. And that comes with the territory when you add Aaron Rodgers and some of the other pieces that they did. But I get the sense early on, and they should be equipped to do this. Like I, I can see this being a couple weeks where they still, I think, really are going to need to lean on their defense. And I, because I think that's the unit that should be more prepared to hit the ground running. And it might take the offense a little while to get up to speed, and that's okay. But that defense, with all the talent they've got up front, and with the corners that they have, and just the you know the overall cohesion, CJ Mosley, and the depth that they have, like that group is really going to have to be ready to go from the jump. I agree 100%, and that's why even though the schedule is so tough, I do feel optimistic about the Jets early on because while the offense, it'll be much better in December and January, I think, than what we see in September, but the defense is good enough not to fully carry them in the first couple of weeks, but to do enough where if the offense is only really at 75% of what they're going to be, along with Rodgers not making the kind of crucial mistakes that Jets quarterbacks, namely Zach Wilson, made last year, that the offense will be good and do enough in order to get to greatness while the defense can come out right away and be a top-five unit from the first whistle. Well, my plan at the start was to present Fleegs with a bunch of topics and see which direction he wanted to go for segment one, but he pretty much answered that question for himself, so we knocked our Jets out right out of the gate. As bad as the baseball teams are, as we turn the calendar now to September with rosters expanding, we will see some more youngsters here, or at least we think we're going to, according to reports. Hopefully they actually come up and get a chance to play. For the Mets, I worry less. For the Yankees, I you know, I actually want to see the names penciled into the lineup card. Uh, so we'll dive into that a little bit as we move along here. Flelo off and running on a holiday weekend, Friday morning here on The Fan. You got Jerry and Joe B coming up at the top. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. She is gone. It's a grand slam. Swung on, head in the air to right field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. His third home run of the game. A judging blast to right field. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
right, Zoo? Can't slide that one past me. That's right. It sounds like a different version than I'm uh, used to here. I love Los Lonely Boys. I know a lot of their stuff. I can go deep dive on Los Lonely Boys. A lot of stuff, though, not so much. Anyway, Fleelo back on the fan here. You got uh, Lopresti and Fleegelman for another half hour or so. Jerry Recco, Joe Beningo, top of the hour for your feel-good summer Friday. Officially, I guess, the final one from a radio standpoint. We know fall doesn't technically begin until later in September, but let's be honest. Labor Day weekend is the end of summer. It's got to feel like that way for you, too. Kids go back to school. It's... Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they should be back already, in my opinion. But uh, still got another. We got to cover the early part of the week. My oldest, I think, Thursday. And then get this. My youngest, who's got one more year of preschool before he goes into the public school with kindergarten next year. He's got orientation on Wednesday, off Thursday, first day Friday, then the weekend. Yeah, Explain that in. to me. He's a man. Come on now. You had a couple. No, no, no. I, <laughs> you're forgetting where you came from. Come you forget on. what it's like to Let's be a kid. Let's dive back in right into they, the deep they, end. They should be in already. Rip that band I, I used to hate a hearing as a kid. I know. But I, growing up in Brooklyn and then New Jersey, used to have to hear about you know kids in California. My cousins in Connecticut. Oh, they go back at the end of August. Like, well, no, no, no. Summer's too short already. Don't start sending kids back to school. No, no. They go back Labor early, Day. but then they're out early. So, I mean, it's all relative. Not early enough. Listen, when well, you're a kid, like, I'm not. I'm not going to be the person Listen, that stands here and kid tells any, kids. I ain't you a kid anymore. It's now, not my problem. You should be in school. You know, take it seriously when you're there. I'm not mm. saying tr- don't go to school or anything like that, but mm. give the kids their two full months, two and a half months. Uh, let me tell you something. Every day is summer vacation for my children, and that's going to have to change based on the. Uh, the behavior that I saw over the course of the last couple of days. And we'll leave it at that. I'm not doing any Melusis videos here, breaking down fights and meltdowns or anything like that. But it was a struggle. Let's just say when I arrived Tuesday around noon, I was rested, well, slept well, felt recharged, energized, was ready to dive in, help the wife out. She'd been dealing with them on her own for a few days. And I would say at about the, I'll say maybe the 36 hour mark, I was about ready to tap out. So, so, so last night, the, the last night when I got in the car, yeah, last night I got in the car down there in Ocean City at about seven fifteen. Kissed everyone goodbye. Sorry, I can't stay. Once I got in the car and took that nice smooth ride up the Garden State Parkway, whew, felt yeah. pretty good. So for you, three days was more than enough. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Yes, it was. Well, good for, yeah, listen, that's hey, good the, for you. <laughs> that's the perfect situation to be returning to work early. Obviously, what we have, what Sorry, we have is not I gotta a regular go back. job. I got to get back. You know, a lot of work here. Yeah. And it, honestly, yeah, I mean, I am loaded. I did TV last night, here this morning, TV tonight, work early from home Saturday, TV Saturday night, Sunday. Like, I'm not complaining, but it's like I'm. there is no holiday weekend for me. No. Monday, Labor Day, I'll be doing the updates in the morning. <laughs> when was the last fan. time you had a holiday weekend? Oh God! I don't High even school. Know. <laughs> tell you what, some sometime in college, probably. Right. Yeah, if we're being realistic. No, about but that's it, but. that's the attitude you want. Again, like what we do is not a traditional job. This is an awesome yeah, place it's to not, come to work, it's not work every single day. Yeah. It's we the have hour, an The blast, hours are work, but it, right. But yeah. to still to come off a of vacation, you know, most people, you know, Eddie always gets you on the way out of. It's not going to be yeah. better than this moment when you're thinking towards the vacation. Not for that kind of vacation. A lot of people still yeah. maybe, <laughs> they, they don't want it to end or they're not ready to go back to work. You were getting the car. All right, get me back to 345 Hudson. Let's yeah. go. Or get, uh, to, get me back to the uh, World Trade fill. Center first in SNY. Yep, pretty much. Now, my wife and I go into Aruba for a week in October. Eh, a little bit of a different story. Probably won't be so energetic. That'll come, be the time when you're trip. getting in the cab to go back to the plane. Like, Crying. Does it really have to <laughs> Can end? Can I stay? I don't want to leave. <laughs> Keep me here. 
Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, and here's the good news. You won't miss any big New York October baseball. <laughs> Yeah, when you're that, on vacation, that is that is no true. having to worry about. Oh, you know, can we catch the Yankees game at down at the bar? Right, I'm sure someone will. Create, how could you schedule a trip for October? I mean, you can watch sporting events in other countries. You know, maybe that's not why you go there, but it is it is doable. In fact, the the only other time I was in Aruba was around this time. I don't know how many years it was. Maybe 2011, something like that. And I vividly remember. Now it was a guy's trip. My buddy won a stay at like some Marriott resort for five nights or whatever at a charity event. And it was great. We went down, but I re- vividly remember going into, they got casinos there and we watched uh, the Giants. It was Giants Rams Monday night, a week two game. And I, I we posted up at the bar and we watched the Giant game. Well, that's the thing too. Like obviously not just October baseball, you'll be gone during football. Yes. Football is the easiest sport having traveled during some football weekends before. It is by far the easiest sport to see wherever else you are because 100%. everybody's yeah. locked in. That'll be week six. So I forget now. Uh, it's off the Jets, top of my Eagles. Head. Right, I don't know. Yeah, who the I'm not sure. I'd have be. to look. I'd have to look. But obviously, I will not be missing Jets Giants in week eight. Right, week eight. Yeah, which I'll be very curious to see the record for both teams when we get to that juncture. I said to somebody last night, looking at the Giants' schedule, and it's less about the like. To me, the Jets have the tougher schedule from an opponent standpoint in the early going, but the Giants logistically, especially if they should lose Week One against the Cowboys, Week Two becomes. I hate to say it, almost a must-win game. Now, it's against a bad Cardinals it's, it's team a, they will win. that nobody's expecting anything from, but still a road game, and then you've it, got— It puts unnecessary pressure on correct. it because of if you're coming off a loss and what you have immediately after Which that. is stay out there, play short turnaround Thursday night at the Niners. That is a tall order and a lot to ask. So then, you know, and then they got Seattle on a Monday night back at home, and then you've got that— Back-to-back road trips through the AFC East with the Dolphins and the, and that's what's interesting about Jets Giants this year. And the, I mean, the two Eastern divisions are are strong, and you've got to play both. You know, whereas you look at it, seems oh, like it's, it's why they both have tough schedules. You have yes. three good teams in the NFC East mm-hmm. and a fourth that again not a slouch in Washington. Right, based that's on what, what they I mean. Did last yeah, year. yeah. And in the AFC, you have what's expected to be three good teams and a fourth that past. is still solid. And by the way. They have the greatest coach of all time. Correct. Still man in the sidelines. Yeah, that's a lot. It, it fills up your schedule quickly. Whereas you look at a team, someone uh, said to me last night, like, hey, sleeper defense in, in fantasy. The Saints. They don't play any, any good quarterbacks. Right. They're, they're, you're I've in heard the NFC say, South and you're playing the AFC yeah, South. I've heard which, people other say the their Jaguars, schedule yeah. lines up like the league office called the Saints and said, hey, <laughs> who do you guys want to play? Right. And in what order? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, Jets, Jets, much. Jets fans and Giants fans are saying, must be nice. Listen. Some of the, but what, that's, listen, the schedule is the schedule. It's yeah. the same formula. We know outside of three opponents it's, who the schedule is going to be right. five years that's from now. That's all it comes down to. So it's just a lot of it's luck of the draw and which division you're playing that year outside of your own and, you know, where that division is at There have been years right where you wanted to get the NFC East or you wanted to get the AFC East. No, no Not doubt. the case well, this year. Not about the AFC East with well, the Pats. Outside but, yeah. of the, but there were years where you looked at the other three teams and said, That's we'll, true. We'll, we'll take the L against the Patriots to line up against the other three. Not the case this year, but like any NFL, again, if you're going to be a great team, if you're going to be a champion, you have to overcome a lot. So mm-hmm. for both teams, whatever's in front of you, figure it out. I agree. No, yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, oh, what was them and, and you know, set up the excuse making. My, I'm just concerned about us getting to that week eight game and things still being in decent enough. Well, like, I don't see, think any, they, no, I, they, listen, they better me, just because of what New gonna, York Nobody's going to be was. dead and buried. Right. But I like, so anyway, getting back to my long, if you get a two point and four, now, then you're really worried about right. 
one of those teams maybe being out of it after and, that. And from a giant standpoint, what I said, and I, I meant to get to this when I started making this point is if you told if you told me I could get three and four right now, I think I might sign for that, honestly. I really do. And it makes sense just with the way, again, not necessarily the opponents, but the way the home schedule tilts in the Giants' favor in the second half. For the exactly. Jets, it's the quality of opponent yes. is much lighter, at least from what we think right now in the second half. And for the Giants, if they can get to, like you said, three and four, four and five around that range halfway through the season, then they start playing a lot of games at MetLife Stadium. Mm-hmm. And when other teams are maybe banged up, the travel is starting to get to you and you're more worn down. There's definitely an advantage. As much as it might stink in September when you got to stay out on the West Coast for 10 or 11 days yeah. in a row to come back in the end of the year when teams are sick of getting on planes and you're just staying home in Jersey for a couple of weeks, it can work out down the road. You just have to you have to survive early on yeah. to be Tread able to take water, advantage of it. Bite at that the point. bullet early, get it out of get that stuff out of the way, and then reap the benefits on the back end. So that's how it plays out on draws up on paper. We'll see if it plays out that way. Um, so I got a bunch of these baseball things I wrote down, and you guys already did the the new kids that are coming up for the Mets and the Yankees. But at least like uh, we understand, you know, the games themselves are essentially irrelevant. Like even yesterday's Yankee game, like does anyone really care that they lost and Glaber Torres threw the ball away? They didn't sweep. No, the takeaway is, hey, Volpe hit another big home run. He joins the 2020 club, and now you're going to get to see some more youngsters in theory tonight in Houston. But interesting spot, and I don't know, they're not written into the lineup card, but. <laughs> You're Jason Dominguez and, and Austin Wells, and you're going to come up and make your Major League debut in Houston against the Astros with Justin Verlander on the mound. And an Astros yeah. team that's fighting for a division title. Right. So, you know, they're a the Yankees may kind of be out of it. Behind the Mariners they, right they're now. They're very much treating this as, okay, this is serious September baseball. These games matter. You're getting their role. And right, like you said, Justin Verlander, future <sighs> Hall of Famer, multiple-time World Series winner, Cy Young winner. He's yeah. on the mound. Welcome to the big leagues, kids. We'll see them now again. They could call them up and not put them in the lineup tonight. I mean, we'll see. The idea is they're up for this weekend. Roster's expanding, and the Yankees had an extra spot because Harrison Bader got claimed on waivers by the Reds, which is just, I mean, I don't know. It's a strange situation. I know the Yankees, and we've talked about this, were kind of caught in no man's land there at the trade deadline, didn't quite know which way to go. But the idea that he's gone now for nothing other than whatever little relief they can get from a luxury tax standpoint I wonder if it was more about honestly opening up a spot to add another because you, right you're only allowed to you're supposed to be one pitcher one position player as far as bringing yeah, but somebody here's, up. Here's the problem at, to the fan base: you can't sell that one. Oh, no, no, no yeah, nobody I, cares I, about the money. Correct. Like, no, and they and they should not. If you're a fan, should not give a damn about the money. A million or two million dollars for House Steinbrenner. Nobody cares. Nobody will ever shed a tear for the Yankee fan that's frustrated with how this year has gone, and they have every right to be. They look back, and a lot of them acknowledge this at the time. It's not that the Yankee fan thought at the end of July, hey, no, we agree with Cashman. The team is in this. Go try to make a run. At least maybe they could have been sold on buying, but there is not a Yankee fan. I've talked, you know, screening calls here, hosting shows, working on this show. There's not a Yankee fan I've heard from in the last month that was okay with just standing pat and doing nothing. They right. either wanted Pick a to direction. buy yeah. or they wanted right. to sell. Yeah. So one, it's a it's a trade from a year ago that Yankee fans mostly disliked at the time, has only gotten worse over time as you look at what Jordan Montgomery is doing with first St. Louis, now Texas. Yep. Bader's been a disappointment, and now, not that you you know, you know weren't going to get top prospects for him, anything like the Mets got for Scherzer and no, Verlander. But you got money, nothing. But you could have gotten 
a legitimate piece moving forward. So yeah. now it's a bad trade that then snowballs into a bad decision and a month after that, really less than a month after that, because the trade deadline in the beginning of August and before the month ends. Now he's just gone Very playing odd. on another team that's trying to make the postseason. Yeah. And if you're a Yankee fan, you have every right to say, well, Brian Cashman, what the bleep just happened? I'm not entirely sure, but that one has a weird taste, whereas Josh Donaldson joining the Brewers, I mean, who cares? Good riddance. See you later. Listen, uh, here's, here's what I'm thinking. As a Mets fan, I know he's just an advisor now. If David Stearns had anything to do with that decision, <laughs> keep his ass in Milwaukee. <laughs> That's a good point. And I do want to dive into a couple of front office things for both teams here when we come back on the other side. Uh, interesting offseason ahead for both teams, no doubt about it, uh, beyond what's going on with the rosters. But, um, you know, some of the... Some of the key pieces in the front office and what's going to happen. You know, we know that we expect Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman back. Billy Epler, I guess, for now at least seems safe. But we can dive into that on the other side. You got Flelo on the fan kicking off your Friday morning. Jerry and Joe Beningo coming up top of the hour here. A Friday on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Nine days until the Giants kick off the season against the Cowboys. The Giants stopped them at the one-yard line. Holy cow! The home of New York Giants football. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. I don't even know. We went from Los Lonely Boys to New Kids on the Block. A little preview, I think, of uh, where Zoo's head out here. Head Met is Donnie out here in this building once. Back in the uh, Boomer and Carton days, he came in studio one day. I was That's working right. Back I think I remember that. In the back, yeah. the Bob Dwyer tape shift. How about that? All the new kids are making their debut tonight, man. I was thinking new kids oh, on the block. Oh, there you go. Okay, I like that. Very That's good. That's a bad job by us not figuring that out. Yeah, I don't Zeus know. Zoo's head I... went to a very rational place there. That That's one did. Okay, but there there wasn't a theme to the Los Lonely Boys was just, hey, we're going to play that, right? right? There was no theme involved there, I'd imagine? Yeah. No, just a happy morning. Okay, that's fair. It's a happy morning. And you do have uh, Flelo on the fan for another uh, 10 plus minutes or so. Jerry Recco, Joe Beningo at the top. Joe B's in the house. He's got the Namath shirt on today. Good to see him as I've uh, missed out on uh, his company the last couple of days. So looking forward to that. Um, all right. So me- mentioned before the break, a couple of front office things here for the two baseball teams as we're uh, winding down here. I don't know. We still got a month. God feels like the season should be over next week. Well, we thankfully, still, once still the football have... teams get underway, we yeah, don't have to pay that I much. Mean, like, you don't have to watch on a Sunday. You don't have to watch on a Monday night. You don't have to watch on a Thursday night. Yeah. And honestly, on Saturdays, you should be like I am, like Zoo will be. You should be locked into the college football. Uh, yeah, I, it's a little early, honestly, for me with the college football. I mean, I'm, I know you're a diehard Penn State guy, so I get that. I just No, you don't I have don't, a lot of great early matchups. Early I just, on in the season. I don't know. For LSU, me, Florida State, I can't. Sunday I know. Night. I understand. I know that. I know it's happening. I don't know. The, the week zero stuff bothered. Is this, this was week zero? This is, this is week one. Last this week is week, week one? Zero. Oh, my God. It's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I it's know. here. We made it. Football season is here. I've never. Here. See, the problem is I, I, and this is not a knock on Quinnipiac, but no football team there. So I never got the, 
I never got the full dive into college football and, and the bug the way others have. Like, I'm aware of it, obviously. I pay attention to it, but it's just too much. It's too many teams. It's like I, I struggle enough, especially with young kids, staying up on everything that's happening with the New York teams, with the NFL. I am a hockey fan, so once hockey starts, I'm locked in on the Rangers and what's going on with the local teams. It's just like I got to – something's got to give, you know? Like I can't – I don't know. I don't know how you guys pull it off. And our buddy JJ, whose wedding we were at, he's the king of it. He, I mean, he he sees everything, and he somehow gets away with it. He never gets in trouble with his now wife. For years it was, well, it's just his girlfriend and his fiance. Now it's his wife. And he's like – he plans his life around sports that I just don't – I don't understand. I uh, guess e- even I'm getting to the point. I never thought it would come where I'm married now. We're looking for a house, like you know, and no kids yet, but not planning everything entirely around you know what what t- yeah. uh, when the Jets are on and when the now. Thankfully, the way it works out, I still shouldn't have to miss any Jet games live this year. Yeah. But like, the, I the like NFL to watch the Jets and Giants is, live. Giants might have to watch on DVR one or two times. That's one thing. But when you then you start mixing in, well, well, I the other sp- it's football, football. It's, oh, 16, it's not just 17 Penn State. A year, it's right. a big top 25 game. And I got this and I got that. And I got to watch this. And, well, you know. and here's where I get lucky with Penn State. She also went there and is a fan. All and right. if, yeah, if not that for helps. that, right. we'd probably run into some problems on sure. Saturday. My wife has zero interest in sports. And she, I, I always tell, well, I get enough of it at work. See, that's the problem. I don't like being, people being annoyed or mad with me, mad at me. So, like, I can't just do it. Hey, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to do it anyway. All right, so I teased the big front office thing. We've got a couple of minutes left here. Number one, you mentioned David Stearns uh, with the Mets. That's sort of like the foregone conclusion. We all assume he's going to end up president of baseball operations for the Mets. Maybe not, but we'll see. Um, the Mets already kind of starting to clean house a little bit in the front office. Not so much Billy Epler, but apparently uh, they moved out a number of longtime employees, including their pro scouting director and their farm director. So sort of the calm before the storm, if you will. I, I'm i curious if this president of baseball operations hire is going to be made like quickly before the end of the season, or is this something that's going to carry into the late stages of fall. I would think they'd want that done sooner rather than later. You would think if it's Stearns, it'll happen quickly. Yeah. And if for some reason he turns down the job, this could drag out I mean, a while, yeah. which you and that's why Epler's the, still there. Right, probably, right? And I, I listen, you know, I think Epler should still be there. I yeah. think he should have a role under whoever comes in. Not that he's done the perfect job. I think there's, and this is why I'll, it'll re- relay into the other changes they made. There is so much wrong with this Mets team that dates back long before Billy right. Epler got here, or even you know had any of the guys they hired after Sandy still had the jobs. There were bombs waiting to go off on whoever's lap they fell in. It ended up being Billy Epler. Now he still made bad moves and along with some good moves. Yeah, I, I just think you have to separate those. My joke at the time was, and you knew me back then, so you might remember that I said this when Steve Cohen took over. I said what the Mets have to do is fire every single employee <laughs> in that organization, in the building, who worked under the Wilpons, say thank you for your time, and move on. And for, you know, I'm not talking stadium. Yeah, or, yeah, in, yeah. In baseball, baseball opera, the front right. office. Get rid of everybody. Slowly this organization <laughs> went 10 years without drafting a major league pitcher. That's impossible. There's you used to have 39, 40 rounds in the draft. Yeah. You could fall ass backwards into accidentally finding somebody who could be a decent pitcher. The Knicks and the J- I mean, New York might have the three worst drafting teams of like 10-year spans Mets, in history. Mets, Jets, Knicks. The Jets in the Idzik McCagnan era, <laughs> the Mets in the Sandy Brody times, and the Knicks for for the better part of actually almost 20 years right. before Leon Rose showed up. Of course, up. you root for all those teams. And I root for every single one go. of them, right. Uh, they had been that bad for that long. These are purges that I've been waiting for. For a long time. If they were here when things were awful, get them out. 
find somebody else. Speaking of things I'm looking forward, we're looking forward to that I've been waiting to hear. We'll see if they follow through with this. Hal Steinbrenner speaking to the AP down at the team's complex in Florida, I got yesterday or whatever, promises a deep dive into the Yankees' analytics and the way that they do things baseball-wise. Music to a lot of fans' ears. Yeah, and the old way we're going to even bring in an outside company, which reminds me again of Woody with the Jets and the search firms for the GM and the head coach. Yeah, that one could go either way. Yeah, well, but again, God forbid, you know, they he'd be able to like oversee it or be. I just, I just love. Listen, Brian Cashman has to stay. Aaron Boone has to stay. Someone tells Martino he's an asset, and I mean. Whoever believes that, congratulations to you. But these guys have to stay. They're so great at their jobs. Yeah. But we might have to bring in somebody from the outside to fix the whole operation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Base- baseball operations that, in sense. general, we're going to have to have some very frank conversations with each other. This year was obviously unacceptable. So actions speak louder than words. So he is throwing that out there. We'll see what it means in the long run. But uh, I'll yeah, say this yeah. with the kids and the changes being made, they're in a lost season for both teams. You sit here on September 1st. There's hope for both fan bases. And that's all you need this time of year as you head into the winter. All right, we're out of time for this segment. Flea low on the fan. We got one little uh, last couple of minutes to wrap it up before Jerry and Joe B take over at the top here on a Friday on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. I, I, I wanted to do it. We're not going to even have time. I wanted to talk about Ronald Acuna's night and what he did. Great where, night. Yeah. Historic player. Yeah, but not even just that. Did you read about the wedding? Oh, this- yeah, that morning in L.A. He's had quite a week, Ronald Acuna. It was a 24 WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.